Acts chapter number 2 and verse number 42. The Bible says, verse number 41, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. They continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow in your presence this morning, we do come to the throne of grace and mercy once again in Jesus' name. We want to thank you for the songs that have been sung. Thank you for the opportunity to give and the offering this morning. I want to thank you for your people. Lord, I pray now that you'll bless the reading of thy word and our time together around the word of God. I ask you to minister our hearts and help us to open our hearts and receive with meekness the engrafted word. May you get glory and honor. And Father, I pray that you'd help me not to say anything that would grieve the Holy Spirit in any way. But oh God, I pray that you'd be glorified. May your son be magnified and may the church be edified. And we'll thank you for it all. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to draw your attention to this passage of scripture this morning. And I want to preach on a simple subject entitled, The Kind of Church I Want to Attend. The kind of church that I want to attend. I don't think I have to elaborate the thought that churches are dying all across America. I don't want to be gloom and doom because I believe that God can still send revival to this great country that we live in. I know it may be a dark hour and it may look like a hopeless hour, but you know that when hope's all gone, help is on the way. And I do believe that God, the God of the Bible, is still the God of revival and God can help this nation. But as it's already been stated this morning. It's hard to find a good church to go to nowadays. It's hard to find a place where you can go and worship God around the word of God and feel the presence of God. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to pick the church uh, that I go to. I want to be led by the spirit to the church that I go to. I don't want my church attendance to be based on convenience. Uh, I don't want it to be based on location, but I want it to be based on the will of God. Amen. I want to go to a church where there's some light. Amen. Uh, nobody wants a dead, dry, dull church. Can I get a witness on that? I want to go to church where there's some liberty, where you've got freedom to worship. And if you raise your hand, they don't think you want to ask a question. Amen. Uh, they know what it is uh, uh, to worship God in spirit and in truth. Uh, the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I want to go to church where there's some liberty. And I want to go to church where there's love. Amen. Where there's the unity of the spirit. Uh, uh, behold how good and how ble- pleasant it is the Bible says uh, for brethren to dwell together in unity I don't want to go to church where they're fussing and fighting and bickering uh, and feuding all the time uh, uh, where one side doesn't speak to the other side uh, and the uh, the church service is locked down uh, and the spirit of God is grieved uh, uh, because people can't get along Uh, uh, listen the Bible said we know uh, that we pass from death unto life uh, because we love the brethren isn't that right I want to go to church where there's some love uh, and I want to go to church where there's some leadership can I get a 
witness on that. Uh, listen, I don't want to go to church uh, where a preacher gets up and polls a congregation and finds out what kind of a service you want to have uh, or what kind of church you want to have. Uh, hey, that's not leadership. Uh, I want to go to church where a man of God uh, will walk in the spirit and pray in the spirit. Uh, he's not perfect, uh, uh, but where he'll find, do the best he can uh, uh, to follow the leadership of the spirit uh, where you got some men uh, uh, that'll hold up his hands uh, and work together and strive together. I want to go to church where there's some leadership, amen? And I want to go to church where there's some labor. Somebody say amen right there. I don't want to go to church with a bunch of lazy church members uh, that, listen, want to shout on Sunday and won't pass out a gospel tract the rest of the week. Uh, I tell you, I want to go to church where there's some ministries uh, and where we're doing what we can to reach out to the community and win them with the gospel. Can I hear a witness on that? Uh, I'm saying I want to go to church uh, where people are busy serving the Lord, amen? Well, when you think about it, I want to go to church uh, where people are happy in their worship. Can I get an amen right there? I mean, we don't got to go to church uh, and look like we've been sucking persimmons uh, and eating briars, amen? I mean, it's okay to smile when you go to the house of God. Uh, it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. Uh, and we ought to be happy in our worship, amen? We ought to be holy in our walk. Uh, I want to go to church where people still believe in old time separation and cleanliness living and decency and morality. I want to go to church where they're humble in their ways. Amen. Uh, listen, this is not a stage. Can we get a witness on that? Uh, this is a platform uh, and I'm not a performer. Uh, somebody say, man, I'm a preacher uh, and I'm not up here this morning uh, to tickle somebody's fancy or to impress somebody. Uh, I'm not a comedian. Somebody say, man, uh, I'm just a simple preacher of the gospel and I want to go to church uh, where everybody's on the same level. Amen. There's no big eyes and there's no little use, but we're all a part of the family of God trying to serve God and get some help from this book to help us down life's road and through life's journey. I want to go to church where people are humble in their ways and they're helpful in their works. Amen. Where they want to do something to help their fellow man. That's what church is about. It's about helping others along the way. Amen. I want to go to church where people's honest in their words, don't you? Where their word is their bond and where you can trust what they say because they've got character and they've got integrity and that's missing today. And I want to go to church where people are hungry in their witness, amen, where they've got a desire and they've got a burden to win lost souls and to pass out tracts and to go on church-wide visitation and to tell others about the gospel. Hey, the Bible said in Psalms 126, 5 and 6, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy and he that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Amen. I'm just talking about the kind of church I want to attend. I would say the early church was a good church, wouldn't you? This is a church, if you look in verse number 42, they were a faithful church. The Bible says here that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. They was a fearful church in verse 43. The Bible said that fear came upon every soul, amen. They was a friendly church in verse number 44. The Bible says, and all that believed were together and they had all things in common. They was a financially given church in verse number 44. 
25. They sold their position, uh, possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. Uh, I'd say they was a fanatical church in verse 46 uh, because the Bible said that they continued daily one accord, notice this, in the temple, amen? Now here's a church uh, that believed in not just going to church once a week or what about that? We got churches nowadays, uh, they just wanna have church one time a week on Sunday morning and then they don't wanna have Sunday night church and they don't wanna have Wednesday night church. Uh, they'd have never made it in this church, amen? Uh, because this crowd believe in having church 365 days out of the year uh, and so much the more as you see the day approaching, amen? Uh, they was a fanatical church uh, and then in verse number 47, uh, they was a favored church praising God and having favor with all men and they were a fruitful church. The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. I say this is the kind of church I would want to attend, amen. You see this early church in verse number 42, uh, they had preachers, uh, the Bible says, uh, and they continued steadfastly, notice this, in the apostles, amen. I know there's no apostles today, uh, uh, but I wanna tell you something about these apostles. Uh, they knew how to preach the word of God. And isn't it sad uh, that we go to church, uh, a lot of churches nowadays uh, where men will get up uh, and they've watered down the sermon and they don't even have the right kind of Bible. Uh, uh, they've got some education, you know, I'm not against education, but they've let their education dictate their way of speaking. They don't preach anymore. They're a speaker instead of a preacher. Listen, sometimes I'll get introduced as that, and it always just bothers me because God didn't call me to speak the gospel. He called me to preach the gospel, amen? I'm not a speaker, I'm a preacher, amen? I may not be much of one, but thank God I'm a preacher this morning. And when I go to church, I'm I want to go to church where a man of God will get up and just preach the Bible, amen. The early church had preachers and the early church had principles. Notice in verse 42 that they continued steadfastly. Notice this in the apostles' doctrine, amen. They believed some things. You know what principles come from? It comes from the doctrines of the word of God. And what we believe, we ought to know not only what we believe, but we ought to know why we believe what we believe because we have a book that tells us that. Can I get a witness right there? And the early church had prayers. Notice uh, in verse 42, uh, the Bible said that they had breaking of bread and in prayers. Uh, and the early church had power. In verse 43, uh, fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs uh, were done by the apostles. Now, we know that that's been done away with, uh, those gifts, uh, because we have a complete canon of the scriptures now. And so our power doesn't come from signs and wonders and miracles. Uh, I do believe God's a miracle working God, don't you? Uh, but I'm going to tell you where our power comes from. Uh, it comes from the word of God. Amen. And if we preach the word of God, uh, uh, the word of God has power this morning. Amen. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. 
And the early church had purpose. Look at verse 45. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as to every man had need. They had a purpose and they had persistence. In verse 46, they continued daily and they had praise. In verse 47, they praised God and they had people as a result of it. The Lord added to the church daily. All oh, that's in right there. You know why? Because that early church had the right fundamentals, had the right foundation and because of that, guess what? God was blessing that church and I gave you all that this morning for this reason. Don't buy into this day that we're living in when we need something new and we need something improved and we need to change our methods and change our message and change our music. I'm gonna tell you, as the old Japanese would say, that's hogwashy, amen? I'm telling you, friend, that's not true this morning. What we need is we just need the fundamentals of the faith. Let's keep preaching the Bible. Let's keep going after souls. Let's keep singing the right kind of music. Let's keep the right kind of standards. Let's draw some lines in the sand and say, by the grace of God, we're not gonna change. We're just gonna keep on keeping on. Hallelujah. I'm just simply saying that's the kind of church that I wanna attend this morning. Give you four quick things this morning. Four reasons why. I would have wanted to be a member of the early church. I want to say, first of all, I would want to be a member of this early church because of their growing. You see, when you look at this passage of Scripture, the early church was growing in three ways. In verse number 42, they're growing spiritually in doctrine and in fellowship. In verse 45, they're growing financially. They're selling their possessions and goods and parting them to all men. You say, how are they growing financially? They're not keeping it. They're giving it away. You know that's what we're supposed to do with the money that comes in the church. Now I believe we ought to have, we save money when we have goals in mind as a church uh, and we put enough, keep enough money in the account uh, so that we can use wisdom, so that we can pay our bills and if some lean times come, we can carry on. I think we ought to use wisdom in that. Can I get a witness? Uh, but on the other side, we're not hoarding money. Somebody say amen. We're not seeing how big of a bank account we can grow in the church. Uh, you see the church is God's channel uh, that, we, that he operates through and so God doesn't need our money but he uses our money as a tool and he blesses us in return and he takes that money and he sends it through the local church uh, and God will always give through us uh, what he'll not give to us. Amen. And my friend you and I have got to learn that principle if you hadn't learned it already you need to grow in your giving, amen? Learn how to give your tithes and offerings. Uh, learn how to give your missions. Uh, uh, learn how to give to special offerings. Uh, and this early church, uh, we see that they're growing spiritually. They're growing financially. And the end result is in verse 47, they were growing numerically, amen? This was a growing church. I wanna say it's my desire that Bible Baptist Church always grows in these three areas. I wanna see our church grow number one spiritually. I wanna see the families, the homes, the young people, the moms, the dads, the elderly sitting here. I want you to grow spiritually. That means when somebody teaches a lesson, when the man, man of God preaches, whoever that preacher is, I want it to be based on the scriptures. 
I want you to have a working knowledge of the Bible. Grow in, in, the, in the spirit of God. Grow spiritually. And then I, 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 that's why we put stuff out on the table out there. That's why we try to give you good literature. You say, I'm not much of a reader. Then start. you ought to start being one today. Now listen, if, you, if God lets you, if you know how to read, you ought to exercise that ability every day of your life. And don't read the Time magazine. Don't read all that other mess out there that the world pumps out. Don't read romance novels. And don't read, uh, you know, fiction. Uh, somebody asked me uh, not too long ago, Brother David, about a book. I said, have you ever read this book? They said, it's fiction. I said, no, I'm not going to waste my time reading on something that's not real. Now, hey, maybe you want to, and if you want to, help yourself. But I just seem watch mold grow and to read something that don't have any reality to it whatsoever. I mean, read the Bible. Uh, listen, read some book that's going to help your life. Uh, you say, well, I can't read it. You don't got to read an encyclopedia, but pick up a little pamphlet and read something that's going to teach you something and learn you something. Grow spiritually, amen. Then I want to see our church grow financially. I want to see people that don't tithe learn how to tithe. Learn the joy and the blessing and the benefit of giving. I want to see some old tightwad get under conviction. Amen, y'all ain't dying on me, are you? All right, because I, I promise you, I'll be done within an hour. We'll be through, I promise I want to see some old tight one. I get under conviction, you know. I mean, they pull a dollar out of their pocket and George has got tears in his eyes because he's going to have to depart from his home. Hey, you ought to learn how to give. Give to the ministry. If you own a shotgun and you don't give to your local church, then sell your shotgun and pay your tithes. Amen. And you ought to own a shotgun. Somebody say amen. I don't care if you're male or female, you ought to own a shotgun. Uh, but y'all to pay your tithes. Uh, I'm just simply saying this morning, uh, y'all to grow. Uh, you young people learn how to tithe at an early age. Uh, learn how to put something in the offering plate. Uh, uh, God will be good to you. Uh, live on that 90% uh, and God will bless you for giving that 10% uh, and learn how to grow numerically. Amen. Now, if we're gonna grow numerically, we have to go, don't we? And the great commission is not go and see results. It's just go. And if we'll go, God will send people. He'll bring people in. But we have to give the gospel out, don't we? I would want to be a member of this church because of their growing. I would want to be a member of this church because of their giving. I'm sorry, I've already mentioned it, but it's here again. In verse number 45, notice that their giving was sacrificial and their giving was sincere. The Bible said they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men. Now I've heard people say, preacher, I... I don't believe in tithing because tithing was under the law. It was also before the law. But they'll say, I don't believe in tithing because that's Old Testament, that's under the law. I believe in New Testament giving. Oh. New Testament giving is selling everything you got. If they won't give God 10%, they don't believe in New Testament giving. I'm telling you, this crowd was selling everything they had. You talk about selling out for God. That's what you got in this verse. Uh, sacrificial, sincere, given. Uh, and they were given uh, uh, to all. You know why God killed Ananias and Sapphira? It wasn't because they kept back part. They had a right. They were charitable people. They obviously gave something. God killed them for lying to the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I want to tell you, friend, uh, when we give, we ought to give sincerely. We ought to give sacrificially. I'd want to be a part of this church because it's a growing church. It's a giving church. They're growing. They're giving. I don't want to be a member of this church because of their gladness. Amen. 
Look at verse 44. The Bible says, and all that believed, notice this, they were together. Had to be a Methodist church. Had to be a Presbyterian. Couldn't have been an old-fashioned, independent, fundamental, King James Bible-believing missionary Baptist church because they were all together. Nobody was mad at nobody. Nobody was fussing. Nobody was fighting. I, I, nobody was feuding. Uh, but they, I want to tell you, when you have revival, there's unity. Amen. You see somebody wanting to cause division in the church, you run from them like they got leprosy, amen? But you pray real hard for them uh, that they'll get right with God uh, and not cause division in the church. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, this church here, they had unity, their gladness, uh, they were together, they were in the temple, and they was glad to be in the temple in verse number 47, and then verse 46, uh, they was in the temple, uh, court, listen, and they were at the table. Notice the Bible said in verse 46, and they continued day with one accord in the temple breaking bread from house to house and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart I'll tell you why I'd want to be a member of this church is because people were glad to be a member of it amen I'm telling you I'm not wanting to run nobody off but don't misunderstand me if all you could ever do is talk bad about your church and run your church down and run your preacher down I hadn't heard nobody do that but if you have then this sermon is for you amen if you run your church down and run your preacher down and you run the choir down or you run a Sunday school teacher down or another member down. You know what you ought to do? You ought to do every one of us a favor and go find you some old dead church somewheres and join it and put your gloves on and fight with that crowd. Amen? Uh, but I'll tell you in this church uh, all we're concerned about uh, is just gathering our families together as a family of God uh, and worshiping the Bi- uh, God and reading from the Bible and hearing some preaching and getting some help. Hallelujah. And a man called me one day. He said, I got a problem. I said, okay. He said, I got a complaint. I said, ain't going to do you no good, I tell you right now. He said, what? I said, if you got a problem, I'll help you. But if you got a complaint, you called the wrong person. He's a member of this church. Was. I emphasize he was. He said, what do you mean? I said, I don't have time to listen to that. He said, preacher, you did. Oh, yes, I did. And when you pastor someplace for about 10, 15, 20 years, you'll get that way too. And don't you can hide your halo and tuck your wings in. If you think you're spiritual enough to handle them, I'll start sending everybody to you. We'll, 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 give you a, we'll give you a little, you know, one of them nice little uh, gold uh, uh, badges, pins that people wear that says complaint department. I'm gonna tell you, you'll be smoking marijuana by the end of the day. Because people take you seriously. This is not a complaint department. Somebody say amen. You know something about the pastor of this church? I don't get to do everything I want to do. Everything don't turn out the way I wish it'd turn out. Everybody don't do what I want them to do. I don't even do what I want to do. You believe that? I'm telling you, I don't get it my way. There's, a, there's something I've been praying about. I think God may be leaning in a different direction that I'm leaning in. And if that's his will, then it's his church. It's his way. It's not my way. Just because you're the preacher doesn't mean you're in charge. All it means is 
you take orders, amen? So you just gotta get in line with everybody else and don't worry, just be happy, amen? Just go to the house of God, enjoy preaching, enjoy singing, enjoy fellowship, go home and work your job and raise your family and come back and do it all over again and don't worry about what's going on in everybody else's life. Just pray for everybody and let's just hang in there together till Jesus comes and let's just be happy about it, amen. I don't know how I got off on that, but I'm sure I'm glad. I feel so much better. I feel like I got three arteries cleaned out. And they were glad at the table. Is it biblical to fellowship? Sure it is. It's in verse 46. Preacher, why would you want to attend this church? Because of their growing. Because of their giving. Because of their gladness. Then I want to say most of all, because of their God. Verse 47. They're praising God. Having favor with all people. I tell you, I want to go to church where people praise God. Is that right? I tell you something about if you give a testimony and everybody here as far as I know they do, I commend the church for your testifying. Because I've been a lot of places where testimonies were about the people and not the God of the people. As a preacher, I don't want to get up here and spend all my time telling you about me. You didn't come to hear anything about me this morning. They ain't nothing good about me. They ain't nothing in me worth lifting up this morning. I'm just an old sorry piece of clay that God pulled out of a pit a long time ago. And I'm thankful that God has been good to all of us this morning. I tell you, I don't deserve no praise. You don't deserve no praise. But we're here because there's one that deserves all the praise this morning. I don't worship God because I'm worthy, because I'm not. I worship God because he's worthy. I don't praise him because I feel like it. I praise him because he's worthy this morning. I raise my hand because the Bible says in Psalms 134 and verse number one, oh, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord, all ye people of the Lord. I tell you, every time you raise a hand toward heaven, it's not about your neighbor. It's not about somebody seeing you do that. It may not inspire one person sitting around you. I'll tell you, every time you raise your hand toward heaven with a sincere heart, you know what it does? It blesses the heart of God because it hails him. It honors him. It hallows him. It gives him praise. I want to say this is a church. I'd want to go to because of their God they praise their God and in praising their God the Lord added directly he added souls to the church he added daily daily and he added divinely such as should be saved there's an old question that's been asked down through the ages and I'm sure you've heard it that if every member were just like me then what kind of a church would my church be? What kind of church would Bible Baptist be this morning if every member was just like me? Would it be a grumpy church? Do you come to church like a grizzly? Mad at the world? Moody? I read something the other day. There's there's an herb called tranquiline. It won't put you to sleep, but it lowers your mood. I thought every Baptist pastor needs, instead of putting mints out in the foyer, I'd like to put tranquiline out in the foyer. 
bottle of water, and I'm not even going to ask you if you need one. I'm going to bring you one. Isn't it amazing how people say they're saved and glad to be saved, and they come to church like an old grizzly bear? Young people backslid as a billy goat. They need to get right with God. If you're here and you're mad because you're in church, you need to get right with God this morning. If you're mad because it's 11.05 in Alabama right now and I'm still preaching, you need to come to this altar. That's a sad commentary on the people of God. You say, you don't know what I have to go through. No, I don't, but you ain't been through what Paul went through. You ain't been through what John went through. Brother, I'm telling you the same God that gave them joy can give you joy this morning. You need to get your heart right with the Lord. I don't know why I'm on that, but I think God wants me on it. What kind of church would this be? Would it be a lazy church where you never knew if you was going to have service? Would it be a church that if the Braves are playing on Sunday night, we would call church off? Would it be a church that during football season that we'd all come in hung over because we stayed up real late and we slept in late. We watched the ball game till midnight. We slept till nine o'clock and we didn't pray for the preacher and we didn't pray for the choir and we didn't pray for the Sunday school teacher and we came to church. Would it be a church that we couldn't support missionaries and we couldn't pay our bills because we're too busy buying the things of this world? We've indebted ourselves to a point that giving is something that we say we just cannot afford. What kind of church would this church be if every member was just like you or just like me as we stand this morning? I preach this sermon because I love this church. I love you this morning. And I thank God for a place beside the road where we feel His presence, where sinners can still be saved, where lives can still be changed. And I'll tell you what I did this morning as the pastor. I said, oh Lord, help me evaluate my soul, dear God. I don't want to be a hindrance. I don't want to be a stumbling block. And I mean that sincerely this morning. I'm going to tell you, We've never had as good a unity as we have right now in this church. Never, never. But I don't want to be, I, want to, I don't want to be the individual that holds back the church. I don't want to be half in. In my heart, I want to be all in. I'm going to tell you as a pastor this morning, I don't want to go anywheres. I don't want to preach for anybody. And I don't want to love any other church more. And I love the church I'm preaching to this morning. God put me here. I love this place. I love you people. And I thank God for you. And my desire as a pastor is that 25 years from now, if the Lord has not come back, I want there to still be a place on the side of the road where the atmosphere is like it is this morning. Where there's still the same kind of preaching and the same kind of teaching that we've always had. That's the kind of church I want to attend this morning.